Hello everyone and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, we are going to be going over the rumored rosters that CDL Intel Crone just dropped on the timeline. I'm going to kind of go through them, give some grades for my initial raw reactions to the roster, and just talk about those. And that's pretty much going to be it. So this might be a little bit of a shorter one, but it's off-season time. You guys are used to that. Uh, so if you guys enjoy this one on YouTube, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. And if you're on the audio platforms, drop a follow, drop a five-star review on there. Before we get into this one, I want to thank you guys for the absolute wild support on that emergency pod um, about Optics roster that ended up being fake because they ended up keeping the roster. But that one hit like five and a half thousand views. I think that's a channel record. Um, crazy likes. I feel like I'm saying this all the time because you guys are just absolutely killing it with the support and it's been unreal to see for me. Um, I say it every video, but I want to continue to, to say it. Uh, so you guys know that I'm really forever thankful for all the support you've given. Uh, it's been a wild um, last couple of months for the podcast and a time that I thought was kind of a lull. We really started to take off and have our, our best couple months of the podcast. So I really, really, really want to thank you guys for that. Uh, we may have a new special guest joining us soon uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, potentially Kyle coming back for next season if, if his life is able to calm down a little bit. He's got a busy life over there. Um, potentially him coming back, a potential new co-host joining, new new guests. Um, maybe on the horizon within the next couple months as we head into the next game. But without further ado, let's just dive right into this. So CDL Intel Crone, if you don't know, who may actually be done pretty soon, he kind of announced that this is probably going to be his last offseason covering COD as he's maybe not as passionate about it anymore and looking for new avenues in esports or not. So shout out to Crone because he has uh, been releasing us Intel for years now and it's been fantastic. It's usually almost always spot on. Um, and he just does a great job of keeping us informed in the community. So it's going to really suck to have him leave. Um, I wish the CDL would just pay him a, a handsome salary to kind of be like the insider, um, for the league because he does a fantastic job of what he does. And he is, he's definitely going to be missed if he's no longer dropping the Intel for us. Um, but he posted a potential rosters list of, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> of everyone that, has a confirmed roster, which is really only what like thieves in Texas pretty much are like the confirmed rosters. And then like rumors, uh, I did like take a quick peek through it. Then I'm like, wait, I kind of want to more raw react to these rosters and kind of like be more surprised. So I like kind of know what each roster was or what, what it was rumored to be based on looking through these, but I didn't like really like stare at it for a while or really think about it. I kind of just wanted to like give like a, you know, like an A, a B, a C, a D grade for like each roster. Um, and just go through it like that pretty simple and obviously these rosters are subject to change and i'll specifically mention the ones that he say are definitely not set in stone like hey next week this could change or by the time i upload this uh hell in a couple hours it could change um so just going to go through each roster so he has a little um legend here in the dock um that bold is option extended or already locked in regular is likely joining or waiting for an announcement and italics is unsure but currently the most likely option um, so the first roster, don't really want to spend too much time on this one. It's the LA Thieves, Draza, Envoy, Kenny, Octane. Like I said, um, in terms of like a grade, I guess I got to give this like a default A because um, they're the defending Call of Duty World Champs. They won back-to-back -back events. They have great chemistry. They seem to love to play together, and it seems like a roster that will translate to any Call of Duty because they've got a standard main AR in Octane, who's always a top-tier AR. And then you've got um, a very good sub-duo in Kenny and Envoy who can translate to pretty much any game. And Draza, who is a very natural flex, probably one of the better true flexes in the game at using an AR, but also being able to pull out that third sub. And then um, this team has what I always talk about to me, separates some good teams from great teams in a more traditional game. We haven't seen it recently, but um, 
in like a World War II, having that like third AR slash uh, second sub, like a guy that can kind of be a flex while being a main sub as well is perfect. And, you know, I mean, Kenny is also fantastic on the AR. Not as good as he is on the sub, but fantastic on the AR. So he can switch to that if it happens to be a three AR meta on some maps like we saw on like a Gavutu this season. So Thieves don't want to talk about him too much. We knew they were going to stick together. Um, probably would have been the shock of the offseason if they somehow split up after going back to back, but they stick together. Uh, I got to get that roster an A by default, pretty much in my opinion. Um, I guess they do have a little bit of changes because um, like Novus, the guy who just left Seattle Surge as their GM is expected to take Mud Dog's role as GM since he had worked with Thieves in the past and Mud Dog's moving on um, and they released their sub, but nothing major for the starting lineup. Next team listed here is Optic Texas. Obviously, this roster stays the same. We didn't think it was for a while there. They they even tweeted the the free agent tweets for Ilya and Dashi. We didn't think it was staying the same, and uh, I guess it is. So this is a bit of an interesting roster. It sounded like they were going to go after like Hydra and Attach or Hydra and Cami to replace Dashi and Ilya, and then all of a sudden they decide out of nowhere that they're going to stick together. To me, this is another roster that I would consider an A. And I can see why maybe people would consider it more of like a B. They'd give it a B or something or like B plus. I wouldn't absolutely hate that argument because, you know, they did kind of have a, a tail off through the middle to end of the year. But at the same time, they were coming off, you know, a couple months without playing with Illy because Prolute was in with a thumb injury. And to me, that's why this roster is a bit of a question um, because we still don't know how Illy's thumb is. I mean, I feel like if they're willing to put all their eggs in, in his basket and, um, announce him as on the team next year as a starter that they must have at least some form of faith that Illy is going to end up being okay next year right um and that Illy is is going to go forward and hopefully have a healthy year uh, I feel like if Illy has a healthy year they can get uh this team chemistry on point for whatever happened with them where they were going to break up obviously there were some major issues that they can get those sorted out uh, Shotzi can be a little more consistent on land. You know, Scump can continue to play like Scump that we know. This team is once again going to be in the mix for top four all year. I mean, they finished second in regular season points by a pretty decent margin. They won an event. Uh, I feel like as long as they can iron out those wrinkles, um, this should be a year where Optics another top four team again. Um, really, regardless of what the other rosters are, because the talent on this team is pretty insane. Uh, the one thing I will say is I think this would be maybe the most likely time that an optic roster could ever make a change mid-season. Uh, usually we just like know unless something absolutely insane happens, optic is just never going to make a roster change mid-season because it's not what they do um, as a team. Like I can't really think of a time they've ever done it besides like, you know, uh, Nade shot, at least in recent memory, I guess, since really Nade shot um, in AW and he decided to retire. Then since then it was like the dynasty. They made the one mid-season move in World War II. And then after World War II, what? They didn't make a midseason move until, um, well, I guess Huntsman kind of, they made the move with Pristini, but like it's pretty rare for them to make a move. Like they usually stick with rosters for a full season in comparison to most teams where we like most teams we see switch midseason like every year um, or a majority of teams. So um, I feel like going into next year, uh, back to my point, uh, we could see Optic maybe be a candidate to make a roster change early if they struggle because. Obviously, this team had some issues or they wouldn't have even been considering to make a change. So I feel like if they end up struggling early on in the year, that those issues could kind of rear their head again. And all of a sudden you could be uh, seeing a roster change happen. Uh, and that'd probably be like an Illy or Dashi out because they're not dropping Scump unless he decides to retire. And I feel like Shotzi is kind of in the same boat at this point. Like he's just not getting dropped unless I don't I don't even know what a situation uh, or a condition where Shotzi could be dropped is because I feel like they're going to kind of try to make him the scump replacement like we thought Envoy might be over at Optics. So now uh, this team's sticking together. I feel like it's kind of got to be an A, but I can see the arguments for other grades. 
The other team, uh, the I believe the last team here that's fully sticking together, or is like as of now he believes is fully sticking together um, and locked in, that's Seattle Surge. A little bit surprising to me, not like I hate it, um, because this team is very good, and I think going into next year it could be a candidate to, to be a top four, top five team again um, and contend for that, but they keep accuracy, which is really a surprise here. I mean, I feel like Pred and Sib were basically locked in unless for some reason they just like somehow were able to leverage and refuse to play for the team because like Pred was rumored to be maybe offered by FaZe. Um, so unless he was like able to leverage that and be like, hey, I'm literally not going to play for you. I'm just going to only play if you let me get bought out and go to FaZe. That's like the only way those two would have ever like left the team or one of them would have left the team. I thought, you know, maybe if they could find somebody they like more, there would be like an outside chance that Mac... Uh, would leave the team just because, you know, he was very good at times last year, but also was a little bit inconsistent, but seems to not be the case. Seems like they're going to keep Mac. And then they're really the one that I thought had a potential to change was accuracy, especially with a guy like Arcides, uh on the board. I kind of thought that maybe they would end up going with um, with Arcides here at the main AR if they were able to get that buyout and secure that because, uh, one, I believe Alec is from Seattle, and him and Preston, him and Pristini, I believe, are from the Seattle area or, like, Washington um, Washington state. So I think that would, um, maybe be intriguing to them to play for kind of like their home city, home state. Um, so that would be intriguing for our there. And I feel like our is definitely an upgrade over accuracy. So I could see them, um, making that change. You know, it is a little bit risky, I guess, to change from a roster that got you a top three at champs and a, a major win. And you had the rookie of the year and, you know, maybe Sib who's like maybe the runner up for rookie of the year, you know? Uh, so I guess I kind of want to give this like a B. I'm going to give this roster a B and that might sound a little wild because you know like the Seattle roster had their highs but they also had their lows. They, I mean after winning major three they took dead last at major four. I believe they took dead last at like major one or two. I can't remember which one. Uh, definitely major one. Um, I believe they took like last there so it's kind of like you know they were shaky. They're very up and down. Um, the reason I'm giving it a B instead of an A because I do think this roster has a chance to compete as like a top four top five team next year is because I feel like it's what Aches always says. Wow. When you can pack a punch, you pack a punch. Meaning when there's an upgrade available, you take that upgrade. And I really feel like there were upgrades available. I mean, Attach was an unrestricted free agent. Cami had a buyout. I know those aren't traditional main ARs, but I feel like you could pick one of those two up. I mean, Attach was especially looking to play the main AR. I feel like you could pick up Attach on this team and he would be an upgrade over accuracy and still bring a lot of leaderships in comm. Uh, I feel like RCs would be an upgrade. I think Slasher could potentially be an upgrade, but I can see why you maybe won't want to bring him in. I'm sure the buyout could be hefty from LAG. And also, I don't know that Slasher pairs as well with young players. You'd really have to know the personalities of the players because, you know, his, he's a little more uh, authoritarian maybe or more harsh with his words or straightforward, which isn't necessarily a bad style of leadership. You guys all know I love Slasher. Um, but they know their players better than me, so maybe they wouldn't be a fit with Slasher, but I could, would consider him an upgrade over accuracy as well. Uh, so like guys like RCD's slasher attached that were out there, um, even like a clay, I could see all those guys being an upgrade over an accuracy. So I can maybe see the argument that you could say, uh, as to where they should pack a bunch, but at the same time, I don't absolutely hate sticking with the roster because I always do preach continuity as well. And I'd like to see more rosters stick it out, uh, for the long run in call of duty and just like see what teams can do if they stick together for two, three years if they're seeing relative success as a top four team consistently. So uh, I can't really complain then about a team that's doing that. So I'm going to give the surge a B, kind of a B plus rank. Like I really like the roster and I think they'll be successful, but the opportunity to upgrade was out there. So we'll see if it ends up biting them in the butt. Maybe like a rocker situation from this year where they go into the year with the same 
uh, roster, even though there was maybe some chances to upgrade and they just decided not to take it and it kind of bit them in the butt and they ended up not being a great team uh, at the start of Vanguard. Speaking of Rocker, they're the next team on the list. Uh, now we're to the rosters that are more rumored. So he has this roster in the section of um, likely joining, but waiting for an announcement. So like here we are where we got to put the asterisks. Like this team is not official, um, but this is the likely team. And let me tell you, Minnesota, they're getting an A from me. I love this roster. And there might be some bias here because if you guys are regular listeners of the podcast, um, if this roster ends up being true, it's like a roster of four players that I stand. Like I'm... I. I don't bring bias into the podcast and I never will, but like I might be a rocker fan next year. You guys know in the beginning of the year when Kyle and I were talking teams, what team was I hyping up a ton? It was London and I was hyping up Afro and I like called him a top five. I like made the bull prediction. I think he had a chance to be a top five sub, but you know, he was, he was on that border this year. And so they have Afro in this rumored roster. They have attach. Uh, so it goes attach main AR cami flex and then Afro and Bance on the subs. You guys know I used to be a Bance hater. I'm now a Bance stan. Cami, one of my favorite players, I always talk about how Cami has like top five talent and I think skill ceiling wise could be the number two flex behind Selium. Uh, and then there's Bance. Like I said, uh, I'm basically a Bance stand now after criticizing him so much. You guys know how much I love Attach. I always call him the iciest player ever. And then Afro, who I just said, um, I gassed him up in the preseason, like talking to Kyle and saying, oh, I thought Afro could be a top player. So it's four players that I just absolutely love. Um, and are four of my favorite players in the league, and they're all forming on one team. And I always talk about, you know, being from Wisconsin, from the Midwest, kind of always have a love for this rocker franchise and, and being the, the Midwest. And you always hear guys in the flank criticizing them for being up in the cold and nobody wants to be there. And I kind of I kind of sympathize with the rocker fans because I'm like, screw it. A lot of us that are from here like to be from here. It's kind of a pride thing um, when you're from the Midwest. So I'm kind of always been a supportive rocker. And I mean, I went to the Minnesota event twice now, both events that they've held and they really throw together a good event and it seems like the org is run very well with Ashley Midnight and all the people over there um, in Minnesota. And I love this roster. I think attached transitioning to the main AR, like you hear Zoom and a lot of people say has been kind of a long time coming and he's going to be a fantastic main AR and in-game leader. Um, I've already said it. I think Cami is top two talent at flex. You got guys like Sib out there and stuff as well that are obviously right up there. But I think Cami, um, what we saw in Cold War, he has the ceiling to be the best flex in the game uh, or top two, top three. At the very least, Bance, we know he's another great leader. I feel like him and Attach duoing uh, in leadership is going to be great. And uh, I know I've heard Zuma and a lot of people say this as well, but the Afro-Bance duo, European duo, um, kind of, I don't know, it just fits so well because Bance is more that ratty, slower sub, you know, leadership. Maybe doesn't have the raw skill to just gun you down and drop a 1.4 on your head, but is going to play ratty. He's going to play super smart. Always going to make the fundamental correct play. And Afro's kind of your go rogue sub. Um and he can just make all the plays and be your more fast-paced sub. And the one thing I like about this team compared to every other Minnesota roster we've seen, specifically the rosters of uh, Cold War and Vanguard more, because it's harder to talk about MW with the 5v5, but specifically Cold War and Vanguard, both rosters have been so reliant on search and destroy. And it feels like if Minnesota is not winning their search and destroys at like the number one or two rate in the league, they're not going to be a good team because they don't have the slaying power. This roster has a slaying power. I mean, we know Attach, he was an all-star this year. He can slay with the best of them. We know Cami and Afro can. I mean, these are two top slayers when they're at their peak. And Bance is going to hold his own as a sub. Like, this team has the best slaying potential that Rockers ever had and still should be a very good search team with guys like Attach, Bance, Cami specifically. Should still be a very good search team. I'm giving this Minnesota roster an A. I really, really hope it ends up being the roster because um, Mr. Kyle is also going to be going crazy because this roster has a lot of talent. Next team, LAG. 
kind of a weird roster here for me. Um, the three confirmed players, according to Crone, are Hook, Neptune, and Spart. And then the rumored player, like it says, not confirmed, but um, pretty well known, is Arcides. So basically, it's the roster from the end of last year, and they took out Slasher and put in Arcides here on LAG. I'm going to give this roster a C plus B minus uh, for the initial reaction to it. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a bad roster, but I don't like sit here and look at this roster and say like, wow, this has potential. Um, I, I can see this being a top team. Like I can see this team being good. I can see them being top eight and qualifying for champs. I can see them, you know, maybe making the occasional top four run and looking pretty good, maybe making it to a Sunday because uh, they have guys like, Arcides Hook who are winning veteran players and you know you've got young talent like Neptune and Spart. I really feel like Neptune got an unfair shake with his whole thumb injury and everything last year and you know maybe it wasn't in the best environment for him. I still think Neptune very talented player and I do think Neptune and Hook are both more route kind of guys play a little slower play their life um, and kind of take routes hit flanks and stuff and I feel like them being together could be very good for them as a sub duo because they play the same style like um, Zuma, a much more knowledgeable COD mind than me, always talks about how um, with your sub duo, you don't always have to be fast, but you've both got to play at the same place, uh, pace in the same style. And he always talked about how like Kyler needed a guy, um, Kyler Hook needed a guy that um, would be on the same pace as him and run the same routes. Like he talked about how, like Hook and Envoy, he thought would be like a pretty good sub duo because they're both kind of route guys. And I, I kind of feel the same way about Hook and Neptune. Neptune can kind of be a route guy. Uh, and I like that sub duo's potential. And I like Sparks' potential as well. We know he has crazy upside. We saw him win an MVP at the event I was at, at Major 2. And Arcides, I feel like, is potentially an upgrade over Slasher, but I don't think he's like a massive upgrade over Slasher by any means. So that's why I give this team more of a C plus or B minus. Like, I think they're going to be solid. I don't think they're going to be a pushover team by any means, but I also think that their skill ceiling might be capped at like absolute peak of like a top five team, uh, maybe top six, you know, like... I see them being a team fighting around that like six through nine range. Like they're going to be in the mix for champs, but probably not anything like crazy higher. Um, but they're also not terrible. I just wish I would have seen more moves from this team because I mean, they're bringing back three of the four players on the roster that wasn't able to qualify for champs at the end of the year. So kind of underwhelming. Um, but Arceus is certainly a good asset to get in your team two-time world champion. He is no slouch by any means. A very, very good main AR. Next team, speaking of Arceus, is Atlanta phase. So they obviously have the three confirmed players here, according to Chrome, which is Simpabizi and Selium. And then the rumored player, this is actually in the italics uh, section. So that means that they're unsure, but currently the most likely option. So this one's definitely subject to change, could definitely change. But as of now, it's Slasher. And to me, I'm going to give this roster an A because I just said that I think RCDs and Slasher are pretty similar. I don't think one is like a clear upgrade or downgrade from the other. I mean, you can certainly make your argument that RCDs, you know, at his current form is the better player. He's, you know, coming off back-to-back um, -back appearances in champs finals, winning one of them. You know, he's won two of the last four finals uh, at champs, you know, two-time world champion to slashers one, and has had more success as of late. So I can definitely see the argument for RC's being the better player now, but I don't think he's significantly better than slasher at this point. Still think slasher is very good. I'm giving this an A because simply this roster still has Simp, Abizi, and Selium. Those three alone, pretty much playing with anybody on earth is probably still going to be a top four team. Uh, and I think Slasher basically makes them the favorite again. Um, I'd pretty much go into next year with phases like my favorite or second, if you want to give LA thieves their respect for winning champs um, with Slasher, 
added to face instead of varsities they're still a top four team locked in guaranteed to me and still pretty much probably likely a top two team locked in guaranteed the only thing i could see um making this roster maybe not work is maybe slashers leadership style just doesn't mesh with the team you know with the younger guys on the team maybe they don't take well the slashers um like I guess I don't want to say toxic because I don't believe it's toxic. I mean, he's just more of a stern leader. Like he just expects a lot out of his teammates and um, he's going to tell you how he thinks it is uh, or how he sees it. And, you know, some people don't take well to that, but um, to me, that's not toxic. You know, that's just kind of the way Slasher is. And he's had a lot of success with it. So you can't really knock it. Um, that's really the only way I see this roster not working is if maybe they don't get along. But at the same time, I feel like Slasher is going to be a little bit more chilled out because he's really maybe not had the ideal teams for himself or the teams he exactly wanted over the past few years in the CDL. But I mean, if he gets Simpabizi and Selium, maybe three of the top five players in the world in front of him, I don't see how he can find a way to complain about that too much because that would easily be the most talented roster he's had in front of him. I'm giving this roster an A. Um, moving on to Toronto Ultra. So it says locked in for sure. Kleenex, Insight, and Scrappy. And then Hixie is kind of italicized as the most likely option, but not 100% locked in. So that is also subject to change. I don't know how I feel about this. Um, clearly, you know, it's going to be a good roster. Again, I think it's going to be another team that they're going to qualify for champs next year. They're going to be a good team. But I just don't know if I like the roster that much compared to last year. Like, I don't know that it's that much better. I mean, Kleenex, Insight, obviously, stay the same. I think they're both fantastic players, which is really what makes this roster great. And Scrappy comes in. I mean, well-deserved obviously scrappy was basically the best player in challengers um throughout all of the year and they had him uh in their academy team so why not bring him up but it's at the expense of cammy and i know scrappy's ceiling is ridiculously high i'm not saying scrappy's not a fantastic player but i've already said i believe cammy's ceiling is like a top two flex and even if scrappy is an amazing player at the flex position like he could be a top four flex. He's still an amazing player, but I don't know if he has that cami ceiling or not, I guess. I just don't watch challengers as much to know if he has that cami ceiling or I've seen his POV enough to know if he does, but I still think he's going to be able to replace cami in a decent way because he is so talented. But Hixie, I don't know. I, I mean, I know Hixie is a very good player, but I really like Bance. At the same time, I can see why you wouldn't want to run it back and just swap Scrappy uh, for cami and then keep Bance in. So like, I don't know. I'm going to give this roster a, a B minus to a B somewhere in that range because I think it's a safe play. They get to keep Insight and Kleenex. They bring in Scrappy for Cami, which to me is kind of a one for one trade. I think they're both extremely talented players, but I don't see Scrappy being like a clear upgrade over Cami by any means. And I don't really see Hixie being like a clear upgrade over Bance. Uh, I think Insight can step into a good leadership role for this team, but they may miss something with Bance and they may miss that clutch factor. So to me, this is like a B minus B, unless maybe they're able to get a, uh, a more talented uh like slay sub I, I think hixie could certainly be that but like when i heard the initial rumor with um insight kleenex scrappy and afro that really intrigued me because i know afro um has such a high uh a skill ceiling and slaying ceiling that i feel like him and kleenex together with that super like i talked about with hook and neptune how they can play more ratty and more route like uh kleenex and afro could play that super fast play style and just apply so much pressure on the map together that i like that duo a lot um, I know Hixie is very good, but I don't know if he's on the level of Afro. Uh, so I, I like this roster, but I'm not in love with it. Uh, Boston Breach. Uh, the two players that are confirmed here are Nero and Vivid, and then likely to be on the team is Awakening. And then in Italics, they have Clayster Methods um, as like the most likely options, but not confirmed or anything yet. 
Uh, so this roster is a little bit different because it's not like an actual full set in stone roster. I can't really like rank it on that. I'm going to say I give this roster in comparison to the old breach roster. I'm going to give this a B plus, um, the B plus range, because, you know, I know if you just look at the roster straight up on paper, it's probably more in like the low B to high C range. Uh, it's maybe not the best roster, but in comparison to where they were, um, at the end of the year last year, I like it because to me, I'm not the biggest awakening fan but i always said oh, i don't know how i can complain about this roster compared to last year's because what i always said about boston at the end of the year and you guys always heard it was i feel like i trusted their search and destroy i knew they're gonna be good in that and i knew they're gonna be competitive in response but when it came down to it i didn't think they were gonna be able to slay with the top teams and awakening is just flat out a better slayer than tj haley so they addressed the exact need that i said that they needed to do um and i really think the nero vivid sub duo was like very 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 good um at the end of last year and they played very well off each other. So I like, and I respect Boston for keeping that duo together and uh, shout out to Nero because I didn't really have that much faith in him starting the year in Vanguard and he completely proved me wrong. And you guys know, I love when players prove me wrong. Uh, so shout out to Nero because he definitely deserves this spot uh, and vivid as well. I, I feel like vivid is at such a fast paced sub. If maybe he can get a little bit more on page of this team, this could be good. Um, but they were a great sub duo. So I like Boston sticking with them and seeing what they can do, you know, getting together for one more year and developing more chemistry. And like I said, Awakening over TJ. Uh, Awakening is also a fantastic search and destroy player like TJ is. So I feel like he brings everything that TJ can for you, um, but just a little more slaying upside, which is exactly what this team needed. And then Clay or Methods, I don't think you can go wrong with either. Personally, I might like Clay a little more because Clay just historically is the better player than Methods, but Methods is still a very good player and you know how much I like Methods as well. I'm a big Methods fan. Um... I'm giving this team a B plus in comparison to where they were last year, though, because like I said, main thing that this team had an issue with was slaying. And to me, they certainly upgraded that with Wake over TJ. I don't see this team maybe being like a top, top team, but I, I do think they'll be upgraded from maybe that eighth spot that they were in last year to maybe make it a run for the sixth spot or something like a slight upgrade. Um, if this roster turns out to be true. Next team, New York Subliners, the one player that is like officially locked in says it's Kismet. Um, and then... The basically confirmed but not officially confirmed players are Skies and Hydra. And then in italics for the most likely but subject to change is Priesta. Interesting roster. I feel like it's honestly a pretty good pivot from where they expected to be. They expected to have Hydra guaranteed locked in with Skies. Uh, and then, you know, Hydra was apparently going to Optic. And then um, that came back that uh, Dash and Illy were rekindling their relationship, as he says here, with Optic and then resigning. So now Hydra's likely to resign with New York. Now, to me, this is the domino that could make this video useless and change everything is if all of a sudden out of nowhere Hydra decides nah I'm going to sign with somebody else because Hydra is probably the most sought after free agent right now um, and people really really want him because of the crazy talent he brings so maybe like last hour he just um, I guess I don't know maybe last hour Hydra decides like I don't want to um, I don't want to do this. I don't want to follow through. I'm just out of here and I'm going to go somewhere else. That could create a domino effect where he takes somebody's spot on another team. And then that person has to take this spot and like could create a whole domino. But as of now, they're saying that the roster would be Kismet, Hydra, Skies, and Priesta. I actually kind of like this roster. Uh, this is another roster that I want to give. I know I'm giving so many like B ranges, but it's hard to give out an A and it's hard to go much lower because like we haven't seen anything from this roster and how they play in the next game. But 
I want to give this roster something like a B, a B plus, um, because I do feel like it's a good roster. I think the Kismet Hydra subduo can work very well. I'm a little bit questioning how the chemistry will be there, you know, with the whole way things ended with New York. I think it's an interesting play to keep multiple players from that team that basically blew up last year and hated each other. So that could be a problem. I like Skies in the main AR. We know his talent at main is very, very, very good. Um, one of the top talents there. And then Priesta. On the flex, I think it's nice to get Priesta back uh, to a flex where he most naturally fits in. Uh, he likes to run both sub and AR, you know, depending on the map, depending on the game. And he can be very good depending on the map, depending on the game. So I like the idea of this team. I don't know that it's like a super, super, super great team that I see being like locked in at top four. But I think this is one team, you know, the last few teams I don't think maybe had top four potential. I think this subliner's team has top four potential. Um, and I like it. I'm giving it a B+. Plus. Then I'm trying to look here at Crone quick because I want to see if he updated anything because I'm on the Mutineers. Uh, four minutes ago, it says he added a potential roster of Vickle, Nessie, Gizmo, Major Maniac. Yeah, that's what he has on here. Um, so it looks like, yeah, uh, Florida's potential roster. These are all in italics, so like not confirmed at all, but most likely based on right now. Um, Major Maniac, Gizmo, Nasty, and Vickle. Um... Yeah, this is a C roster to me. Um, it's like Florida's rosters just always seem so confusing ever since they had that very good run in MW in the middle of the year uh, with like Pharaoh and Wakening when they picked them both up. Uh, but this Florida roster, it's just kind of, I don't know. It says, Mutineers have apparently settled on their roster yesterday, but I'm yet to hear about it according to Crone. And he said, Asim, Gunless, Crimsick, Standy, Major Maniac, Havoc, and Challenger players, Vickle, Beans, and Wardy, should all be options for this team, and I've been told they've indeed looked at almost every option that's available. So to me, this team is a little bit underwhelming because if that's the case, like Gizmo and Nasty were good this year, but they kind of crumbled on LAN. Uh, not necessarily Nasty, but Gizmo really struggled on LAN in comparison to online, and their team struggled on LAN. Major Maniac, I really like him. I think he's a good player, but him and Gizmo together could be a little slow. Nasty's a little bit of a slower sub, and I don't know much about Vickle. I know he was very good in challenges this year, but don't know enough about him. Uh, I know he's talented, but to me, this seems like a team that's going to play at a, a turtle pace again, like they did last year with their three ARs and Dave Patty and everything, so I don't know. It's just kind of an underwhelming team. I, I could see this team being okay and competing with teams and, you know, being solid, uh, not being an easy out, but I don't really see this team having a high ceiling. Like to me, this is a team that would be fighting for the end of uh, the playoff spots, you know, for that seven, eight range. Um, I don't think they have a super high ceiling, but I think it's almost like a roster where you play it safe. Cause you're getting four players that, you know, are pretty solid, but maybe don't have the highest ceilings. Although I guess, you know, Gizmo, Nasty, Vickle, all young players that could develop into something, but it's just not a super flashy roster that I'm in love with. Uh, and then London Royal Ravens, uh, he has here rumored that, um, it should, it could be Paul zero gizmo nasty. So basically replacing Afro with, uh, Paul, but that doesn't seem that likely either because like gizmo Paul are both flexes and zeros a main like nasty, um, is a sub like that doesn't really seem that possible. But he, uh, he said update with gizmo and nasty potentially joining Florida, London could possibly target challenger players, Wardy and Beans. So that would leave their roster at zero, Paul, Wardy, and Beans. So I believe um, this would still be a little bit weird because I believe from what I've seen, I don't know much about challenger players at all, like I said, but I believe Beans is a flex. 
Um, obviously, Paul is a flex as well. Zero has played sub in the past, but is, you know, looking to be a main. And then Wardy, I believe, is a sub. And I know a lot of people had said he might be potentially the best sub player in Challengers um, and, like, one of the best SMG players out there. So that's obviously intriguing. The roster seems a little bit similar to what London did last year, to be honest, when you think about it, because, you know, they got zero in there. Um, and then they add Wardy and Beans that are kind of like, you know, Gizmo and Nasty, two kind of unknown commodities because we've only seen them in Challengers, but we know they're very talented. So seems somewhat similar. To me, this is like a, a C plus B minus roster, though. Like if it is zero, Paul, Wardy, and Beans, I believe, like I said, Beans is a flex player. So having two flexes in Paul and Beans is a little bit interesting. And then Wardy, super talented, zero good. Like this is a, a roster with, you know, a lot of talent, but I don't necessarily know that it's some um, super high ceiling team. So it's kind of like a C plus B minus to me. But, you know, you never know. I, I feel like this is a roster that's definitely subject to change because um, obviously, like, he has a lot of players uh, that he has on his original roster here going to Florida. So maybe don't know too much about London right now. And he kind of mentioned that in his tweet. He doesn't know exactly what's going on uh, with London. So that's kind of still up in the air. But as of now, that roster is not anything crazy to me. Uh, and then the last team, Las Vegas Legion. Uh, right now, all he has in there is confirmed temp. Um, and then for his little blurb he, here, he says, Early reports I had heard uh, were that Clayster, TJ, and Venom could join Temp as a potential lineup, but I wouldn't put too much stock in rosters I had heard in the first week of Roster Mania, especially when it comes to Las Vegas Legion. Temp mentioned on stream that Legion were no longer only paying the minimum salary for their players, which is a good start for the worst franchise in the league. As mentioned above, there's a high chance Clayster could join Breach instead of Legion. Uh, that would kind of leave them at square one, obviously, so... I guess we don't really know what this roster is going to be right now. It's only got temp. So just going to give it the, you know, um, undecided grade because we don't know what the rest of the roster is. Uh, although that TJ clay venom temp roster is kind of underwhelming to me. Cause I think that sub duo would be one of the bottom ones. Uh, it would probably be the best roster the Legion have ever fielded in terms of talent, having clay and temp, uh, on one team. So going to have to kind of leave the Legion at like a undecided grader and incomplete grade for now. Cause we don't know what their roster is looking at. But that's going to do it for this one. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, I was kind of looking for exactly what I wanted to do with this episode. And then I saw Crone post the rumored rosters that he knows as of now for every franchise, every team. And I was like, let's go. That's perfect. I can just go over those and, you know, kind of give my thoughts on those. And you guys know Roster Mania is one of my favorite things. So I really enjoyed going over these. Uh, if you guys enjoyed this one, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe uh, on YouTube. Comment down below your thoughts on some of these rosters. You don't have to comment on every single one of them and write a, a novel if you don't want to, although I would enjoy it if you guys did. Um, just comment, you know, wh whoever your favorite team is, comment what you think about their roster. And I know a lot of you guys, um, maybe your favorite team's Optic, but we know their roster is the same. So even if you're an Optic fan, pick out one roster that you really like and maybe one roster you don't like and comment them down below and maybe drop your reasons. We can have a little discussion about that. If you guys are on the audio platforms, be sure to drop a follow, drop a five-star review. That's going to do it for this one, and I will see you guys next week with another episode. Thank you guys so much for watching and for all the support lately. We'll see you in the next one.